to the Dad's Hot Games Cast, a show where two and sometimes three dads get together and talk about games, stuff adjacent to games, dad stuff, and are just trying to do this hobby while getting older and having less time. I'm one of your trio of hosts today, Joe Owens, and as always, to my right, your virtual left, Eddie Rathke. Howdy. And opposing Eddie Rathke on my other side. <laughs> opposing. Yeah, because this it's confrontational today, baby. A debate. Yes. Uh, the <laughs> baby coward, uh, Rick Johansson. Hello. How are you guys doing today? Oh, not too bad. Yeah. Got work stuff. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. It's that, in the way all the time. I know. It, it's terrible. You know, the thing is like, I, I, I have this like saying that for, for the most part, I, I try to embody or live by, which is I, I'd rather be busy than bored. Um, and that's that's true, but I also realized that uh, as far as like boredom goes, I'm I'm not really ever one to get bored. Like I just have like enough things. That I just like always feel like there's something I can do, um, unless it's like work stuff, and then it is kind of boring, uh, even when you're busy with it. And so that's that's a real catch twenty two. Been trying to do you know sit with that for a little bit. Yeah, I'd rather have nothing to do work wise and just uh, do whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Retirement sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, like like more years to go. You know the funny <laughs> the funny thing is like uh, okay so like my dad uh, used to work for Eastman Kodak. Uh, he was oh. not part of the actual like camera film part, but he actually fixed uh, uh, imaging equipment in hospitals. Uh, that was the the part he was on, uh, and Kodak used to I guess like pay pretty well with like good pensions so he was able to actually retire at at 50 um and now that i am 42 um i can i can do math on my hands like you know <laughs> and so i realized that uh that, that that 50 is not too far away you know like less than your your 10 fingers you know eight fingers two thumbs yeah. and uh yeah man i don't know if i'm gonna be unfortunately ready by 50 and like that just uh that that feels kind of uh, crushing in a way i sure yeah. would like to be ready by 50 dude i would uh, well here's the thing I, I think we can all agree uh on this is that uh we're ready now like i think we're yeah. like i'm i'm <laughs> i would embrace retirement uh at four at the, at the tender age of 42 um yeah like i don't think i would have a problem because like you know uh i've seen a lot of people retire and like they got, they kind of go to the dark side uh with all the time on their hands you know then maybe they get like wrapped up in like <laughs> like living on Facebook, which it's never good to be too online or they just, they just don't know what to do with their time. And so like they, they spend a lot of time doing nothing because they don't, they just don't know what to do. And I, I would fill my days up like so much, like so easily with, with hobby things. Yeah. It would not be hard at all. I would, uh, I mean, I know I, I, what I would do now is basically most of the things I currently do, but, uh, minus work. Yeah, so yeah. You, so you might sleep a little more, like, and, and, yeah. and then just do the stuff you like. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run errands between yeah. nine and eleven every morning. I'm just going to run around and do errands where no yeah. one else can, because they're out of work or they're stressing or whatever. I'm just going to run around, like, just pick up a thing there, go have a coffee here. Yeah, do that's nothing. that's. Well, I mean, that's stay-at-home moms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Like, oh man, work sure does suck when you think about like all the stuff you're missing out on when you could be retired, like why work when you could be retired? Like seriously. Yeah. Like I got all these ideas. <laughs> so someone start paying us a ton of money to uh, do this show and we will put out, we'll put out an episode every day. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it's fine. <laughs> For now it turns out video games cost money, which is a yeah. bit of a problem. Yeah. So. Well, I told, I told Eddie, we just need to eventually earn enough from the dad pod network of projects to be able to, legally write off video game expenses as work expenses uh when we do that um, i don't need millions of dollars i just want that then i can be like yeah dude i made it i made it i'm successful <laughs> you can write off the equipment and yeah i mean you know like i yeah i mean we sort of joke but eddie and i are talking about uh and probably going to do a fantasy book podcast uh in addition to this because it just needs to happen man like we were talking about Why it not? There's there's just not enough people talking about the Malazan Book of the Fallen, and uh, so we're going to do that eventually, but not before we do House of Leaves, which is going to have an episode coming up pretty soon. Uh, yep. I, no no date locked in stone, but um, that's going to be kind of like the trial run, and uh, so we'll probably just put that right in the Dad Pod playlist, and then the other one can be like yeah. a separate thing. But um, 
Yeah, we're just we're just doing stuff, man. If you if 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 we were you know retired, retired dads. Oh, dude, we could just add an R to the to the beginning of DPGC. <laughs> It'd just be RGDGPC. Retired dad right game. It's just perfect. Yeah. Listeners, help us help us achieve our dreams. This is our. We're we're we're, we're too old to even have like uh, like a like a proper midlife crisis. Like that was supposed to happen a couple years ago. Like we need now we're we're in the the the, the third quarter. The third. Yeah. All we need is three hundred thousand dollars. From all of you, and, yeah, uh, we'll retire. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, super <laughs> yeah. easy. Can't believe no one has thought of this before. Yeah, yeah. this is this, this. Just I think we just stumbled upon something. Maybe we should uh, not put this part uh, out on the pod services for free, like a bunch of dum dums, just giving just giving away this this gold financial advice for free, man. Yeah, like someone's tr- gonna pay me for this. Yeah, who who knew you could just like give and take advice on the internet for free? Yeah, and the best advice is always if you're rich, you can do a lot of things. Yeah, it's it's Easy. wild. And you know what? <laughs> Turns out, uh, did you know that if you have like super rich parents, that there's also a chance that you will have like extra opportunities to do cool stuff? I sure would have liked that. Yeah, like uh, all you have to do, because like I've been seeing those articles, and uh, I don't know why people are trying to like make jokes about these articles of these kids, you know, twenty. Eight years old, you know, spending three quarters of a million dollars on a house, uh, and you know, no debt, st- and have like no student debt. Like, why are you making a joke about these 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 people whose parents have uh, you know given them tons of opportunities to? Uh, to they worked to- hard to get there, right? So it's all yeah, <laughs> they did their chores. So you mm-hmm. know, so here's the funny thing. Uh, you know, the more I think about like obnoxious wealth, uh, you know, obviously that I will never have because I'm just not willing to do what it takes to. have a billion dollars i will never say earn a billion dollars uh that's a whole thing i am adverse to but like the more i think about uh like disproportionate uh wealth the like the the more like bummed out i get about how like it seems like there's a vocal minority of people who think that like having like that much to like start with was like some sort of like like, they, they worked harder like where i'm going with this is like shohei otani who i love watching by the way uh incredible baseball player, uh, formerly of the Angels, uh, just signed a 700 million 10-year deal contract with the Dodgers. And I firmly believe that no matter how good you are at anything you do, there is no job on the planet where you earn like that much money. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, like they're giving it to you and you should take it. That's why like this whole NIL deals stuff with all like the college kids getting paid, like more power to these kids. Like, I don't think that's sustainable. I don't think it's going to be around forever, but take the money. Like, who cares if you're it or not? They're willing to give you the money. Take the money. Yeah, but I like, guess the way that I feel about something like that is he might not be worth... So, how much is he worth? He's worth $700 million, which means that they're expecting, you know, X amount in sales. Right. You know, so it's like... How much money does a baseball team generate and how much goes towards the players? You know, the fraction mm-hmm. is not, it's not like they get, it's not like players get half. Right. No, I, I, I fully know, agree. So I'm just, I'm just saying like, that maybe the team, that maybe the team is, is uh, making too much. That's well, going to be controversial for some folks. That's, that's going to cause some hate. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's just like, you know, a, a baseball player is essentially a worker. And yeah. it's like, they're, they're the ones generating all the wealth. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with like college athletes. Yeah. They're bringing X amount of millions of dollars into like Notre Dame, but they work for free. Yeah. Well, they did. They used to. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why, why not, why not let them make yeah, money? No, no, I'm perfectly okay with that. And see, here's the problem. You had so many restrictions where like these athletes couldn't even like take a meal from someone without like <clears> getting in trouble. <throat> Now, granted, it's, you know, some people were getting like cars bought for their family and stuff like that. But like, that's not a big deal to me. Like that, that, that's not the same as cheating. Like, that's not the same as like steroids. Like, just let these people live. But like yeah, what you have I mean, is you had a, a very, you know, a very capitalist response to well, we were all locked down. So now it's a free for all. <laughs> and yeah. so, and I mean, they used to get paid in different ways. Like, right. uh, we have high school sports around here, like everywhere does, um, and the private schools aren't supposed to recruit people. Right. But they absolutely do. Right. Like, they're like, oh, our tuition's free for you. It's like, oh, why? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <you> Reasons. Know, <laughs> yeah, because you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man. That would be, this would be an the, interesting, uh, an interesting. baseball court always lines up. We're not doing it for 
money we're doing it for yeah yeah lots yeah. of money it's it's <laughs> uh oh man it's I, I like i said like i don't think anybody should like not take the money if someone's if someone's giving it away i mean money's fake anyway so like take it if they're gonna give it to you take it uh, that's my advice if like uh you know you are like i'm just sitting here thinking about like my wife and i were talking the other day uh, before we jump into our game but it was interesting because uh matt rule who is the coach of the nebraska Cornhuskers uh football here in nebraska uh said a, what i assume was the quiet part out loud despite the fact that the quiet part is well known uh, that like, you know, to get a good quarterback through the transfer portal is going to cost between like, you know, one to two million dollars. Uh, that's just like how much it costs. And I was thinking like, if I was a college kid getting paid like two million dollars, we'll, we'll just say a year because like what he's talking about is like he's going to get a kid to come in for a year who's like got one year left on eligibility. And I would just take the, you know, six to eight million that I made in college and I would retire at 22 <laughs> like i mean that's kind of i mean that's i think part of the drive for that because it's like you know how many kids go d1 let's say one percent of high school athletes go d1 yeah and then how many of those kids go on to become pros probably like one percent it's less. still yeah it's still one percent so i think it's, it's like one percent of one percent of all kids go pro yeah so you have thousands tens of thousands of athletes who uh just use their young bodies smashing yeah. against each other yeah and then it's like, oh, I have a I have a hip replacement at 25, but yeah. uh, I'm glad I have this, uh, you know. I'll just retire. Uh, this gym teacher degree. <laughs> uh, Eddie, how are how are sports treated around like where you live specifically, like in your immediate community? Oh, no one cares. Okay, so Rick and I have the opposite of that, I think. Uh Rick and yeah. I are in a very the farther very, south very... you go, uh sports Holy cow. Get better, I think. Yeah, that's arguably true. But like, uh, so Rick and I live in an area where sports is like king. Like, uh, I had a friend, a uh, friend of the show, Adam. Uh, he like one of his kids, like his te- one of his kids' teachers, was like a volleyball coach, a high school volleyball coach, and kept missing like days. <laughs> like the kids were getting uninterested because they kept having substitutes. Like it's like a, it's a whole thing, and then like, uh you have like these kids who like are like, I don't know, emulating the, what they see. And these parents who are thinking uh, their kids are going to go pro. And I'm sitting there thinking like of all the kids in Omaha, Nebraska right now, like one of them in the current crop of athletes, one of them is going to go pro like one of all of Omaha. And so like saying there is a chance. (laughs) So you're saying there's a chance. And it's like the, the pressure that they're putting on these kids is like, man, uh, I don't re- I don't like that. Like, like uh, Rick, you can probably verify. Like, going to like your mm-hmm. son's games. Like, some of these parents are like not yeah, pleasant. They're super intense. Like, I yeah. understand. Like, you want them to progress and and enhance their skills as they get older. That's fine. Yeah. Fortunately, now some of the teams we're on now have been great, but in some scenarios they've been extremely hardcore. And it's like, yeah, yeah. these are kids. They're yeah, not even the- like teenagers. They're like six, seven, eight years old. Yep. It's like yeah. you're putting. That's crazy you're going to basically dissuade them from participating in sports for a long yeah. time because they're getting so hardened on it. Um, yeah. That's yeah. like, I, I worry for like, you know, you know, you know, your, your boys and well, I mean, y- you have one son who plays soccer, but like mm-hmm. all the other kids who are like, like going through this, like, you know, there's a, there during the summer, there's sometimes practices across the way over at the school. And like, man, these like coaches and parents really sure are like trying to like drill instructor these, these poor kids. And it's like, I just, I don't know. I feel bad. Like my, uh, my, my son, uh, my youngest Ben, he decided he wanted to play soccer last year. And so he's been kind of wishy-washy, uh, on activities, uh, other than, uh, doing Taekwondo. Um, so he took a break from Taekwondo to do soccer and then he like loved it. But like, we just started him at the, you know, the YMCA league because I wanted to make sure he was going to like, like it. And turns out he mm-hmm. loved it. But like this year he was thinking about, he might want to do Bennington, but he had like such a good time doing like the Y soccer that he wants to do that again, just because it was not as much of a commitment and like all the kids yeah. were like fun. And like the coach was super fun. And like it was, I don't know, the kids just had a good time. Like it wasn't like super serious. And I feel like that's so important just to like, like have the fun first. And then if you like it, then, you know, you can get serious down the road, but man, you can't like, you can't like, turn these kids into professional athlete level athletes. Yeah. Like you just not, yeah. you just can't do it. 
we do have all of that same stuff up here. That's just everywhere. But like, no, no, no. I, I, I just like, meant like in your immediate community. Like we're talking about like like real close to where like Rick and I are in our immediate vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> um. It, I mean, if if my if the kids around here were older, that may be the case. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like my my son is you know he's about to turn five. So yeah. Um. But uh, it's more just that like Minnesota sports are not very good. Eh, it depends. You you Hockey. get good te- the, 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 the you get the good teams, but you send them away. Like the when when you had the North Stars and they became the, the Dallas Stars. Like that's been my yeah. favorite hockey team forever because I liked them when they were the North Stars. Uh, yeah, it's not that we send them away. Yeah. it's that uh, they don't. So the rev- hockey's the re- <laughs> a funny one because hockey is kind of like hockey up here is kind of like football in the South, where it's like the high school and college is way more watched than the professional and way yeah. more like paid attention to. Um, so. And we have, you know, professional hockey teams, but they never do, they never win. Yeah. Like they, they win enough, but they don't, they don't, they don't win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, it's fun to watch but, it when your team wins. Uh, yeah. We're, we're a lot of fair weather fans, except for the twins. Good yeah. Twins. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm, you know, as a Royals fan, we're in the same division. So <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. White, <laughs> nobody cares about the White Sox and nobody cares about, uh, well, I don't know. I guess people do like the Tigers, but I don't, I don't like Tigers. Anyway, only people in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, only people in Detroit. Our game this week, guys, to the moon. We're going. We're going there. We made it. We, they have sports, we did it. They have sports on the moon. No. Uh, maybe. I mean, sports on the moon would be really fun to watch with that with the less gravity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kick a soccer ball. There's no atmosphere. The ball just flies off into space. Just goes. Yep. Just goes, baby. Yeah. So this is uh this is a game, Eddie. I feel like uh we talk we have talked about this game in like very like short bursts like it has come up multiple times like since we've been talking about games like private conversations uh i had never played it you had played it once rick you had never played it right nope okay uh so we were coming in kind of fresh and uh yeah like this game had like a lot of hype you know it's made by freebird games canadian dude and some others uh con reeves gow i believe is the main developer's name uh yeah and uh yeah, I didn't really know what to expect. Like, I kind of knew. I knew that people were like, there's like a lot of like emotional uh, elements to it. Um, I'm real good about not being spoiled on stuff like that I don't want to be spoiled on. So I kind of came in knowing like it was pixelated JRPG type uh, type game, maybe more leaning toward adventure type game. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was very widely praised. Uh, it seems like the people that didn't like it just don't, typically gravitate toward these types of games uh and right. so I was, I was really excited to to to, to check this out uh, what, what was you guys' uh experience leading into it well so i played it um about 10 years ago probably exactly 10 years ago and uh i liked it then i realized playing it again how little i remembered about it yeah <laughs> it's I remembered, wild like, how that the, happens yeah i remembered the general you know i uh the basically the uh what do you call it the twist the, the gist of the game Oh, okay, gotcha. I guess it's, it's not like, really a twist what happens, but I mean, because oh, for for the record, we will be like spoiling the heck out of this. We've decided you can't really talk about this game without spoiling it. Yeah, to an extent, this game is basically, um, you know, uh, what's that Jim Carrey movie? I can't remember the name of anything right now. Yeah, that was that was me uh, when Rick and I were. I was trying to remember like uh, Billy Madison. Like I, I literally a movie I've seen probably twenty times. Couldn't remember the name. It was just like not coming to me. Which Jim Carrey Eternal movie? Sunshine and the Spotless oh, Mind. Oh yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. Excellent, excellent yeah. movie. Yeah, so this is kind of like that, but um, instead of being uh, from the perspective of like Jim Carrey in that movie, you're from the perspective of the scientists who are doing the memory uh, investigation, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's like, how do you explain it? Because um, I don't want to jump like directly into spoilers. You're, in, you're, you're not necessarily in investigating but you are like prizing open a uh, person's memories before death that's your job you're a scientist that that's your your job is to you you collate these memories and then you can kind of like yeah i guess you do that to get a baseline and then you can kind of create a, me- a false memory right before they die of anything they want you provide memories yep. um so it's like the make-a-wish foundation except you are giving someone who's dying in artificial memory so that it feels to them like this thing happened right even though it didn't right yep and so um you are doing this for an old dude named john who uh i guess his his wish was to go to the moon but you find out that's not quite as easy 
as it seems when you start digging through his memories. Uh, at least, uh, you know, sort of like, what is it? You get to a point where there's almost like a block and it's like he actually like yeah. didn't, didn't want to go to the moon. And he, your uh, characters uh, sort of almost comically uh, are trying all these different things to like create the uh the spark uh because because i think it's kind of like inception you know like when the you know the 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 seed of an idea needs to be planted so they were looking for like the soil to plant the seed of going to the moon and they couldn't find it and they were your characters are are like flummoxed uh because they're like this dude wants to go to the moon but why can't we find anywhere where he's like i want to go to the moon (laughs) Uh, finding it too right i mean there's several points where you think you have it in the bag yeah the uh you know dying person basically rejects it or it doesn't work yeah yeah it's super interesting because it's like it's very clear that your characters have done this many times before but this experience for them is different they've never encountered this this scenario uh uh, eddie i was just gonna say why don't you talk about like the, the the mechanics of how like this works about going around and like doing doing some stuff yeah so it's essentially a puzzle game um you're solving little puzzles here and there um, a tableau opens up in this guy's memory and it's typically a few rooms, maybe a whole house. And you go around, you talk to people, you investigate items that mm-hmm. are clickable. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what are they called? They're called, uh, they're not, they're like not keys. Artifacts. Yeah, artifacts. You're called artifacts. That's yeah. right. So, um, you, you know, if you were someone who was only interested in finishing the game and not like uh, any of the story or anything you would basically go into a room and then with your mouse just search for anything that you can click on yeah um and it is kind of like that simple of a game it's like mechanically you're it's it's sort of a game on rails you know yeah it's, uh, it's not it's not but it's not super important oddly oddly to say i don't think it's a, i don't think the mechanics are like important i think you could have probably done it a number of different ways and it wouldn't have changed much about the yeah. game i would say uh, in a lot of ways this is very similar to doki doki literature club in only yeah. the sense that like uh you're just going forward through a story you're right. not you're making some choices but mm-hmm. the degree to their importance and yeah. difficulty in finding those choices is like non-existent yeah it's um, it's 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 more slightly more interactive i guess than your average visual novel like i don't think it exactly falls under visual novel but it shares like right. the venn diagram is very there's a lot of overlap yeah i mean it's it's a story game you're yeah. here to uh essentially watch a 2d sprite pixelated movie yeah you know (laughs) but it works it works yeah i think i I think i I was i would say the game is a success uh on what it's trying to do would you guys either of you disagree with that or was did did it not hit for you guys it did okay good i was actually impressed on how because if you think about it remove everything that the game is and you say how do you make a video game about regret before passing away Right. Because I have a feeling that most people are going to feel, and when you're, if you're player, clear of mind enough at that point to think about what your life was. Right. And being able to put that into a video game is challenging. And then using something, you know, quote unquote generic as RPG Maker to make it look like a JRPG. Yeah. Uh, right. And still be able to tell that story. I think that the mechanic of going back in your mind like that was very clever because you do slowly but surely unravel the regrets in there and all that and stuff. It's, and, just, and it's like so good. It, it, this could have been like, this could have been like a story that was like, you know, it was fine. You would like not regret like you, we're sitting in like a four hour game as it is, but you could have probably cut it down to yeah. two hours. But like, I think the extra layers of the memories that they didn't necessarily have to do, like when they run into like problems, right? Like they could have just like literally made a game where you impl- you go to do the things that you your people do, right? Your job, like that you have done hundreds of times before. Uh, and you give them the moon thing, and then whatever, uh, you, you play it out the way that you know you would just sort of, sort of assume. Uh, and it would have still been pretty good, I think. I, I, especially as like an RPG maker game, like this, this in a way felt like something that was like like a passion project. He had this idea of a thing, yeah. and he's like, "RPG maker will let me do the thing that I've had in my head." Um, and so, like, it could have been just fine, but like, I think it like goes beyond that when you let it. Uh, or when you realize that he is like un- like putting like a-, a thing with layers for you to un- unwrap layers at a time to to, to reveal the-, the the greater whole, and I-, I don't know, I feel like it was real successful. Uh, yeah, on that and run. I think it, I think we should mention that like uh, RPG Maker games um, are not looked upon kindly. Like they right. are basically seen as like the 
the worst hobby kind of games. Like, yeah. uh, if you if you um, can't see my notes, but what I have on uh, a part in there, it says RPG Maker game in quotes, in scare quotes, and then I have like colon correlation does not equal causation. Like, <laughs> like yeah, this is like, not something to like hold against it or anything. Yeah, most people when they see, especially a game that just looks like this, they can tell immediately that it was made with the RPG Maker engine, and right. they are immediately not interested. Right. Um. So the fact that this not only overcame that stigma which you know it it'd be one thing if it's just like a good rpg maker game right but the fact that most people consider it just like an actually very good game right uh means that it had to do a whole lot more than just succeed at what it was trying to do yeah yeah and 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 yeah it, it goes it's punching above its weight its weight class i think for sure uh because like although i i mean i did have some stumbling blocks with some of the writing uh i was like uh like just conversationally, I think some of the some of the things that they they said uh, were just like yeah. not exactly how I was like that's not how like Americans talk. Uh, but it turns <laughs> out it turns out that you know the the dude who wrote it is like you know, he's Canadian, and so like Canadians talk like Canadians. Like it's not that's not to be held against. I'm like all right, that that makes yes, it is. All the, all this checks out. They're sorry, you're like they're half sorry, you're like half Canadian anyway, Eddie. You like you're, it makes you're, it worse. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Uh, wow. But like so, like that didn't bug me. Like I, I, I have run into that in multiple games. Uh, I think that was one of my very, very minor gripes of Chained Echoes. Uh, it had a couple uh, just lines that just took me out. But that's just coming from like I, I think I told you this when I was playing it, Eddie. That like I felt like a snobby writerly type because I've spent <laughs> so much time writing. But like I'm like this just isn't this. This should have been different, you know. Like comma yeah. splices, I can get over as you know. So many people talked about with like Sea of Stars, but like. You know, certain certain phrasing, if it's jarring enough, uh, just doesn't sound the way that people were because you're doing such a good job leading up to it. And then you have like this phrase. It's like this doesn't that that just took me completely out of it. All right, I got to get back into it. Not a well, big I think deal. That's kind of part of it, because it's like if this was purely just, um, you know, to compare it again to Doki Doki Literature Club, it's like a very that game is very anime e yeah. tropey. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just you, you either jump out or you're just like, whatever, let's just. We're we're in this. Yeah, let's just it's roll. Like, let's just roll. Yeah, it's out. like watching. It's like watching Pokemon. It's like is Pokemon written well? No. Yeah, exactly. But it's like slam. Rick just left. Uh, yeah, we've lost connection. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like uh, you know you you kind of fall into the rhythm of this kind of writing. So yeah, I think that that's um, sort of a testament that it's like it's doing um, a good job writing, and then there's just here and there where it's a. Uh, kind of stumbles and because of that you notice it more right uh, whereas yeah. if it was just written badly you're just like then you whatever. don't notice it like a, like yeah. a lot of our old cartoons from the 80s weren't written great i mean they're literally ad copy uh selling selling <laughs> toys um uh-huh. before we get too far i want to ask real quick what did you guys play uh this game on like what was your method of your platform i played on the steam deck just for okay. the portability and also being the dad gamer to be able to pause it at any time put yeah. it down yeah <laughs> yeah, I also played I it on Steam it on Deck. My, yeah, I just played it on my laptop because I don't have a Steam Deck. One of the, one of rich. <laughs> one of these days soon, we're gonna. Well, there's we're your gonna, problem. We're gonna yeah. get you one. Yeah, obviously. Why don't you just bootstrap yourself a Steam Deck, Edward? Yep, if only. Um. So, like, the reason I asked is because I feel like uh, the UI, uh, at least for me, playing on Steam Deck was a little clunky. Uh, again, this is not yeah. detracting much from it because you don't need super like precise controls and you don't need. Uh, uh, you, there's just a lot of stuff you don't need. Uh, you can navigate uh, the map, the areas, and you can interact, and that's all you need to do. Uh, that being right. said, it was a little clunky, and sometimes I couldn't exactly figure out where the artifact was. And I was like, you know, a lot of this would be easier if I just had a mouse that I could like s- quickly scan over. And again, that's how I think it was intended to be played originally. I think it was mouse and keyboard. Uh, yeah. And like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that it's totally fine uh, playing handheld, uh, but uh, I, I think it would be just better, uh, just just mouse and keyboard, just, just just so you don't have any like frustration with the battling with the UI. Well, you run into those frustrations exactly what you're talking about on the uh, the keyboard as well, because you're basically just using um, the direction buttons and then you know either enter or spacebar as like the accept. Right. Um, and there are times like exactly what you said, you. Uh, you just can't find the stupid artifact. So you're you like, where do, is it? <laughs> yeah. So you do go to your mouse and you just kind of scan the page. Yeah. Um, the most annoying one that I ran into was uh, when your little scientist buddy is on the horse. Yes, dude. The horse mm. one. That's I got. I got. I was getting real frustrated 
in in the yeah. horse area. Uh, I thought that that might be easier on a Steam Deck because you can uh, more easily use both buttons at the same time. Because like so, yeah. <laughs> so when you're using your keyboard, you hold down the accept button, whether you're using um, enter or space bar, and the directions. And those right. are the only two buttons that you use in the whole game. Right. But then you have to hit enter again, and it's like, well, how do I? I'm I'm holding it down. How do I hit it again? Right. <laughs> yeah, I think I just spammed the button on the Steam Deck, so I get. Yeah, that. I think I did just, too. You know, just writing and just kept spamming that button until the hey, you know what's prompt worked. One of my yeah. favorite things about the Steam Deck is how you can program any button to have uh, a tur- the turbo function on it. And so uh, I I switch I put on the uh, on the back of the Steam Deck I made it the interact button and then I did the turbo and then so I just held it down and walked around. So that's how, that's how I did that because I'm like. Funny. I like I can't I can't find this like it's really fresh. The main character in this very serious game walk around turbo punching everything, making that making that noise because you know it's like like two hundred presses a second or something something crazy. But this game did come out on Switch, didn't it as well? It did. I think Run did a physical release on that. Okay, so I have heard I have not played it, but I have heard that this game received like a little bit of a graphic touch up, and yes, it came out on Switch. Um, I don't know about any like sort of like quality of life improvements or anything, or if it's just a graphical touch up. Uh, but I I did listen to uh, a podcast where uh, they were talking about that they actually preferred the original because you know sometimes maybe it's like the the SquareSoft effect where they they couldn't figure out how to just like leave their old pixel art games alone and they kept like trying to like right. upgrade them until the pixel remasters, which are awesome. Uh, but the they would it maybe got some graphical enhancements that weren't great uh so yes it did come out on switch there is a physical copy although i have heard that the best version is the pc version that we played because we're the best that makes sense yeah <laughs> and they're making it into an animated show apparently really yeah hmm. it's being adapted Ooh, um, i would watch that I would, gotta... I would i would watch this as a as a show yeah but i think that that goes to show just like how successful this game was uh most games do not get made into tv shows right and uh most games, especially RPG Maker games, do not get made into TV shows. Right. Mostly they get cast into uh, a big pit with all the other RPG Maker games. Like they, they get put in the landfill next to E.T. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so, like there's still some uh, copies copies left in there. I bet there's no way they got them all. Because I remember those people <laughs> were on a retrieval mission. No way. There's still some out there. Yeah, but I think that that just kind of is a testament to how successful this game was. The fact that, you know, it... It came out in 2011, and it got ported to the Switch. Uh, yeah. Most most games that are independently made that are that old don't get ported to anything. Because right, because c- who cares? Right, usually exactly. They're forgot- usually they're forgotten by now. Uh, right. So, which I mean, I'm not, a- tra- I'm not, I, I, and that's not to say there's not some good ones out there. The the problem is you're going to yeah. run into like Eddie said uh, when it's game maker uh, or RPG maker, I should say. Uh, you you can tell, and some people are just going to feel a kind of way about it right away. Uh, and yeah. you know that that, that you kind of know that going in. I assume these days, if you're making your game with RPG Maker, yeah. Well, I mean, any independent game, I think that uh, is still talked about ten years later and is ported to other things. It's usually because it's a massive massive success. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you picked out any other indie game from 2011, uh, you know they're probably that's you know what is it doing now like uh i we were talking about um thomas was alone um i don't think i don't think thomas was alone was ported to anything and that was like a pretty big game that one uh a bafta uh well i mean it's on uh vita and switch i think is it on switch yeah yeah, i'm pretty sure it is i'll have to look it up later remember with switch is that switch has i think at this point and don't quote me i guess is one of the largest game libraries of any system oh yeah it has to be they ported all your mobile games all your indie games like that so there's a huge variety of games on the switch so that's probably why there's more on that system because digital distribution makes it so easy and these bite-sized games are, are really perfect with a switch with a pick up and go yep. gameplay right and Tom, thomas okay. was alone is, is on is on switch it is on the switch okay yeah. stand corrected but i mean that's another big game yeah you know, if <laughs> i can't think of a small game from 2011 yeah because you know because like most of them got well well (laughs) okay uh uh so braid initially got some uh ports but then it was kind of forgotten about and now jonathan blow sees that uh you know remakes and stuff like that are are doing good and so he's gonna release it with a bunch of commentary uh re-release it 
for the anniversary I think edition. That that's, I think that that's why it hasn't been ported is because he was probably do, waiting to do this. Yeah. Um, because Braid was, you know, gigantic. Yeah, it was. It, everybody kind of was talking about gigantic. Yeah, everybody was. Everybody was talking. I mean, it, Braid is still bigger than uh, his follow-up, The Witness, despite the fact well, yeah. that The Witness is like way newer and way more graphically enhanced. Yeah, I mean, Bra- Braid gave him a career. You know, right? I mean, he he had like you know he was doing his own thing, but Braid made him financially independent. <laughs> you know, it's like it's right. it's a gigantic game. It came at the right time too, when yeah. that kind of game experience when. It was just not something that was around. And it also came at the right time where, you know, digital distribution on these arcade and online stores was kind of budding. So, right. Perfect time. Yeah. And the uh, the indie game movie didn't hurt him. That's that's right. when I first heard about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Are we talking about, we're probably not talking about Fez much these days, despite Fez being awesome. I don't know if y'all played Fez. Yeah. That's, that's a Play good game. Yeah. That was just yeah. kind of, I love a perspective messing with your yeah. brain games. So yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. I feel like Fez probably had a lot to do with the. Uh, did, has anybody ever played Super Liminal? It's come out no. <laughs> more recently played. than Fez. It's not brand new. I'll, I got to send you some, some screenshots or some videos of this because this game is. It's like really mess with perspective, but it, yeah. back to two, back think, to to the moon. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, well, and kind of funny about to the moon is you know Ken Gao is it's he's not a solo developer, but he kind of is. Yeah, and Phil Fish of uh, Fez was kind of sort of a solo developer. Jonathan Blow is kind of sort of a solo developer. They're all these yeah. small independent makers. Um, Phil Fish he uh, he kind of torched his career a number of times. Yeah. And, uh, now Did it he... stay torched this last time? I feel like it might have stayed torched a little bit. Yeah, well, I think he uh, he chose to no longer engage with like, especially games media. I think he still does game stuff, but he doesn't. He's not like the front. He's not like the face of a company right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that uh, man, Bill Fish would be a, another full episode probably. Um, <laughs> One thing I really wanted to to mention uh, about this game that I loved was the music, like the piano yeah. uh, arrangements. It's so it's so good. Like it's and it plays. A, it's actually like a key part of the uh, of the story, and you actually find out about it like right away. Because uh, like if you check out the piano before you go ever go upstairs and see the old dude, uh, you can see that yeah. the, the the sheet music is called For, uh, For River. Turns out River is uh, John's. Did they get they got married right like yeah. at one point like I was like wait are they it. yeah yeah there was a, there was a wedding okay uh his his wife because like I because I couldn't remember if they were like married or just just life partners because there's like a lot of uh, memories that are where they're they're not married yet um but anyway for river uh and that's like I don't know I guess I would consider that the theme of the game yeah uh, all the way up until like there is uh you know the climax of the game and the music is changed it's called to the moon finally and then you're like oh i see what you did mind explosion <laughs> yeah. um it's so good though like i'm not i'm saying that like tongue-in-cheek but it's so good like i loved it it like hit it hit real good for me yeah i think yeah i think the story overall just it works very well it's a touching loving story yeah about uh i think one of the interesting things about it was um you know the john and his memories doesn't always come off as like such a nice guy right I think the game becomes the narrative becomes a little confused and sort of like muddy on how we should feel about John. Yeah. Um, Cause river, uh, she seems to have some kind of, she's like autistic. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's probably safe to say that like they, they, they just call it her condition. I think is the yeah. way that they describe it, but she exhibits a lot of, I'm, we're not like DSM four, uh, per, like mental health professionals, but like, I ah, think yeah. that she is present well, I mean, other than Eddie, uh, Rick and I are <laughs> standing back on this one, but like she's presented <laughs> as having, uh, you know, like autistic like qualities that are, or at least like pop culturally autistic qualities that you are sort of, have been familiarized with, uh, you know, uh, in the last like 10 years or so. Um, and it's, uh, it does, I, I, I don't know. Do, okay. So let's, 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 let's just stick on this for a second. Do you guys think it's important that she is that way? I think it works very well for the story because you needed some sort of like, uh, I don't want to use the word negative or anything, but you needed some sort of uh, thing they had to fight through together. Right. Yeah. And it makes yeah, sense some, some friction. Story is because it, it leads to 
you know, maybe friction between them and like, uh, you know, how to live together and then eventually the financial issues that come with that. So it, yeah. just, it feeds into the story. And I think that a game would have added the service by having some sort of external factor. It was about right. their relationship. So if it was right. just like, oh, a tornado came through and wrecked everything, it would be less personal, I guess. Yeah. And, and it cause like I was, very well as a vehicle. I was wondering, cause I, I wanted to ask you guys that because like I had gone kind of like back and forth. I'm like, is it really important or is it like exploit uh, exploitative? Um, but no, I think what Rick said is right. Like th- this, this ever present, uh, thing that they're like, uh, you know, dealing with together, uh, is, you know, is part of it. Like, it's like, it, yeah. it's, it's also why, like, you know, that you'll, there's like a, a theme of like, uh, she likes, she, well, I don't know if she likes, she is compelled to make, uh, paper rabbits. Uh, and I think it is really interesting how that like stays like through the whole the whole thing and so much of like those little pieces that are like environment or environmental storytelling would be lost if she did not like if she was not who she is and also right. it ties directly into that because she can't say straight out how she feels but she's trying to make him remember you yeah. know from when they were kids and talking about the rabbit in the sky and that's why he wants to go to the moon in the first place and like it all ties together and that makes it more tragic. And it's something I didn't pick up on immediately playing it. I had to kind of think about it for a while too. Yeah. But just the fact that all the things is just, and if she didn't have that potential disability or challenge or whatever, then how would you, they would just talk to each other and like, Hey, remember when we met when we were kids? Oh yeah. 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 Game over. Yeah. Like, oh, because what? that would have, it would have been too, it would have been too, uh, it would have been like feeding us the information rather than letting us sit with it, which I, I like it yeah. when games do that. I feel like it's, uh, it's respecting the player, knowing that there's not a lot of interactivity, so it's giving the player something to do almost right. externally by like sitting with the themes. Well, yeah. That's kind of I think the thing is like the this game happens inside you more than it happens you know at in your hands. Right, um, you're less doing it, and it's more that the game is doing something in you, um, which is you know an interesting. You know, that's kind of what art is meant to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. A, like paintings you that like, you're like, why is this like thing? Like, like this, this it looks like someone threw paint on a canvas, but it will make you feel a kind of way. And like, yeah. that's the purpose of art. Like art exists for uh, the, the purpose of art is just to be art. Like it's not. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're not, necess- you're not the one making the art. The art is doing something to you anyway, though. Right. Um, yeah. I think that the, the mental health narrative is fine. Yeah. It works fine. Yeah, I, um, I, I think I, sometimes it's a, it's like kind of clumsy, but uh, I think yeah. one of the things that is odd to me is that there's a point where like, uh, you know, she, she's basically saying at a certain point that I want to finish the house, even though it's going to kill me. And he's yeah. like, uh, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but that action, that decision by him is treated like selfishness. Right. And I think that that is a. Uh, it's both interesting and like so bizarre. Yeah. Like well, because maybe he wrote himself into a corner because he's like, "Oh, well I need to, I need I have these these landmarks laid out on how the game is supposed to play out." Um, but I'm also telling a poignant and like very nuanced story and I kind of need to move forward. Uh I, I was kind of envisioning that at, at in certain parts where maybe, maybe he was like, "Yeah." I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like I, I I haven't read any interviews. I I probably should have done that, but well, <laughs> me neither. But like the person he's talking to at that point is someone who also seems to have autism, yeah, or something similar. Yeah, and she's kind of like, "Well, this is her decision. Like, you can't choose for her." And it's like, "Well, right. it's not necessarily choosing for her, but like we can choose together." Because like right now she's choosing for me, right? You know, and I think that that's like that's her it's twin, right? Weird... That's that's who John is talking to, her twin. I think I can't remember if it's her twin or sister, or just like friend. I... Yeah, somebody. But, uh, yeah, it, I, I found that moment just, like, very odd because, uh, I don't know, if that was my situation, I'd be like, well, I uh, I don't want you to just, like, die when you don't have to so right. that this house can be built now instead of, like, later, five years later. <laughs> later when I'm literally going to do it. Like, yeah, it, like, it, it's it, not... it, gets, it gets finished. Yeah. Um, so I, I found that moment just, like, profoundly odd that the yeah. narrative would seem to be, like, yeah, this is selfish of John to want to do that. It's like, is it? So, okay, one, one so, you know, the reason I was wondering if it was her twin uh is for the idea of symmetry because John at one point had a twin. Oh, right. John's twin's name was Joey. Uh which is weird when you have uh people 
in games named after your your kids, which it's not an <laughs> uncommon name. But what happens? I mean, Joey dies, uh, and that creates a very weird dynamic. Not un- not weird and un- unbelievable, but it creates a very weird re- uh, relationship with John and his mom, which I think is one of the keys to unlocking his memories. Is when, like, his mom accidentally like backs over his twin brother Joey, and he dies. And then his mom, like for the rest of John's life, calls him Joey. Uh, and then she just like tells folks, oh, he just likes it when I call him that. Like, I just, I just, that's just like a nickname he likes. It's like, cause she never dealt with the trauma properly. And then he also suffered for it. In- well, I, I also don't think uh, his mom doesn't say that. He says that. He says like, that's just a nickname that she calls me. Okay. He's been impressed, um, right? And yeah. So, that's like he, another like- part of the game that uh, is. If you think about it too hard, it like doesn't really. Work. Yeah, it, start, it like, starts to unravel a little bit. Because it's mm-hmm. like uh, he might not remember, but everyone else in that neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. No, however, soap opera, you know, do they yeah, kind of like oh, general uh, hospital okay. thing going on? Yeah, because yeah. like because the people that like they go to school with and stuff would remember uh, his brother, and I think yeah, the people they like, go to hey, school remember with remember your brother who died when your mom backed over her, and he'd yeah. be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like every time, every time he's just like, "It's yeah. new information." Yeah, they for fake him. the moon landing. They can fake this, all right? So. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Just, just, just perfection. Dot meme. Uh, yeah. Like, man. So, like, yeah. Like, here is my thing with that. Uh, I agreed with you, Eddie. Like, the more I thought about that part, it started to unravel. So, I, I like willfully chose to suspend yeah. my uh, disbelief right there. Like, I'm pretty good at that. Like, here's the thing: if if something loses me, and like they're like, "Hey, Joe, why didn't that work for you?" I'm like, I had trouble suspending my disbelief. That's when you know that they really messed up, because like I am really good at just being like, you know what? I like everything else. I'm just I can ignore it. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna put my blinders same. on. Uh, but like, like so, like I did that didn't trip it up here for me uh, because I, like you, I did start uh, thinking about it a little t- little more than you probably should, uh, and then and then I didn't worry about it and it was fine. Uh, the the yeah. rest worked out for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that that's kind of what you have to do is like, and I think because this game is a, you know, it's it's guided and driven by emotion. It's like it feels emotionally true for the game to happen this way. So it's like. And by that point, you're, you know, 80% of the way through the game. So right. Like, right. May as well finish this out. Like, <laughs> One thing I think is interesting thinking about the game is the fact that you go through an entire life, right? And yeah. I think you have a vastly different experience depending on where you're at in your life. How yes. the game portrays to you because, you know, as they get younger and younger, like, well, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. But having children, I think, changes this conversation too. Yes. Or like, at least how you experience the story because, yeah. again, like you said, it's a direct hook in and the concept of losing a child to something so, you know, quote-unquote simple. Oh, dude. Right? It, just, yeah. That, that, just, that, so like that when, pulls at heartstrings a lot more than, when, like, you are sad in the text yeah. box, right? When, so, when, yeah. when Joey died, like, that hit me because, you know, obviously, like, that's my kid's mm-hmm. name, and he, they're roughly the same age. And, like, a lot of their interactions, like, with Joey and John had been real similar to how, like, my two boys interact. And so, right. like, dude, like, I had to, like, I had to, like, just, like, take a step back because, like, I felt like, I don't know. It was feeling kind of overwhelming almost like it, it, it doesn't always happen like in media, but like a, so, certain books have done this in certain games where I'm just like, right, I'm going to, I got to go do something else for a little bit so I can yeah. like, like reframe because you know, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a, it's, yeah. it's heavy. It's very heavy. This game is very heavy. Yeah. yeah. Despite the fact that like, there's a lot of levity and like Rick was saying, I think, I think Rick said something that I didn't even think about, about different parts of like, you know, your own life. And so I was like thinking about how, like, I find like Dr. Watts, the dude doctor kind of annoying often. Like <laughs> he's just like, he, and I think it's cause like, he doesn't have any kids. Like he doesn't have, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, he's got, a, he, in my head strikes me as like a 25 year old who just got out of like yeah. school and thinks they know everything and everything's a joke. And like, you know, he's like thinking about what they're going to do like after work. And he's like, he, you know, very easily sidetracked, you know, just doing his job. Like he's just like to get it done. Whereas, uh, you know the other character. Why I'm blanking on her name. The one that you also play as. Uh, I also can't remember her name. Why so. can I remember her name? It's so that's so dumb of me. Uh, I never remember anyone's name. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, it's all right though. Uh, like she's much more grounded. Ava and much more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll just say for now. But like, she's more grounded and more like more relatable as a character because like she like approached all the things more closely to the way that I would. Because yeah. of where think, I'm at in my life, <laughs> you know, as compared to Dr. At, Watts. At a certain point, they kind of like 
flip in, you know, it's like uh, Dr. Rosaline is more kind of like by the book and do things the way they're meant to be done. Whereas Dr. Watts is more just like, let's get this done. Let's wrap it up. Doesn't matter if we cut some corners. Right. And then uh, once it comes time, once they kind of get past that block, uh, Dr. Rosaline is like, I figured out the way to solve this and it's to, uh, you know, fundamentally change everything about his life and his memories. Yeah. And to, you know, cut out the love of his life from his life. Yeah. And and then Dr. Watts is like, no, like that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, because Dr. Watts kind of, I think he's sort of a good example of uh, the player where it's like, you know, you're playing around and at first it's just kind of, yeah, 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 the story. Okay, you're digging through this old guy's memory, but sort of uh, slowly you get pulled into the emotional core of the story. Right. And that, and that's what happens to Watts. And that's why, even though he does just want to get this job done, mm-hmm. he's like, we can't erase like the best part of his life we just so that he can well, have can't, this other memory. Yeah, we can't erase like his life like what yeah. really happened you know what i mean like uh because like wh- what they would effectively be doing is like on a fu- some court some kind of fundamental level with their technology like changing his lived experiences right before he dies yeah. he's not even remembering his life it's just like he's just playing a video game in his brain like at that point yeah. and you get a sense that you know this is i mean that's kind of the purpose of it is to change their lived memories but usually this involves maybe some minor tweaking you know yeah uh Whereas this time it's like uh, Dr. Rosaline is doing a full memory overhaul. Yeah, she's just know? rebooting it, man. She's just like, yeah. she's going from, you know, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man to Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in like <laughs> less. I mean, we're not even talking over a night. Like this, this whole thing takes place in one night. Like she's yeah. doing this in like 20 minutes. Yeah. So uh, that's a big decision. That's pretty impactful to, to, do, to do that. Yeah. Um, and his brother stays alive, though, instead. Um, yeah. Which, and then he yeah. joins NASA, which kind of goes back to, so their very first meeting, that's kind of like an important part of the game is yeah. the fact that you find out uh, through, at first through implication that he doesn't remember the first time that he met uh, River. Right. And uh, then you find out why it's because of this memory block. So like his memory has been erased before his brother dies. Yeah. Which is, uh, he met her and... Uh, at a festival carnival yeah and they say you know let's meet each other here next year or uh you know at the moon yeah or whatever and so and it's like this this core memory of when he's like i don't know six years old or whatever yeah drives him to nasa and then to the moon yeah yeah and it's uh the the way that it the, it works out for them is that river also becomes uh part of nasa in the way yeah. that the memories reconfigured themselves um, some of that I think was a little, maybe a little muddy, uh, but I, th- I still think it worked. Uh, I, I came through being fine with it. Um, yeah. like, because like uh, I was, ha- if I, I ha- if I'm following along very well, it's very clear what's happening. Even when it's like doing plot twisty stuff, I'm still following along. But then if I'm getting like a little confused, uh, I always have to wonder if it's me or the source material, because like I try really hard to pay attention. And so... <laughs> Like it's hard when you got the got the old ADD, and so like I kind of pride myself on like picking up the details because like I'm I'm forcing myself uh, to pay like extra attention, and so I was like, okay, how if they, they erase everything and then she also becomes a part of NASA, and then will that un- will, will that re unlock the real memories? Uh, Doesn't matter at that point, you know, you know, like is the only thing is like the the ends justifying the means where they end up together on the moon. Is that the most important yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess so, because, like, uh, part of it is a race against the clock, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Because John's dying. He's, he's literally, like, in the throes of death. You yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you got a little like meter at about... the top of your screen, don't you, that's telling you how close, like, it's changing color. It's, like, getting redder, like, the closer yeah, he's getting the end. to dying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's not just that he is in the slow process of uh, dying. It's, like, no, he's dying, like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, you'd have to do that if that's what you, if you're trying to send them out, like, having the good memories like while they're dying like you'd need to be there right at the end yeah uh, so you'd have to have some sort of way of knowing oh today is the day yeah yeah and this is also where the game kind of bursts out of the rpg maker mold there's a whole ton of things in there that uh are not in just the basic rpg engine right right um the art and stuff like that yeah but uh no man i think it works though i think overall it's just very very good uh i think this would have worked 
great even as like a novella uh you yeah. know uh I, I i don't think he would lose anything by not having the visuals uh other than the just incredible music i just keep coming back to the piano music it's so good um yeah i i just uh i, I feel like it was very emotionally resonant um you know if you're reading it as a book i guess also uh you don't have the uh friction because friction can be good and bad uh in, yeah. in games uh you want at least some in there but you don't want to be like fighting against the ui and so like as a as just a book <laughs> well, maybe a that's it yeah maybe that's a good question is like do you think that this had to be a game no this is not this is not a scenario where this like 100 had to be a game unless uh uh, I think I think it I think it comes down to how important the music is to you, like because you know like music means different things to different people and it hits on different levels. And I think if you are just one of those people that like would for example like if they heard like the to the moon theme like maybe would like start tearing up, then you needed this to be a game to include the music. Well, um, a movie movies have movies have games too, or movies have music too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just trying to say like legend. Yeah, no, I was just saying, yeah, like you could don't you could totally film this. This is not an unfilmable thing. This is not a house of leaves where you cannot put it on celluloid. I feel like if this was and it sounds like they're already adapting it into video or show or whatever. I Yeah. It'd be hard to portray it, I think. For me, it works a little bit because I mean, honestly, confession, I don't read a ton of books, but I feel that it helps to subvert the idea of a video game a little bit in the yeah. sense that this actually yeah. makes you feel because there's not that many video games that makes you feel on that level. Yes, there yeah. are some. Most of them are just for the entertainment value. I'm not saying that video games are a bad art form. Absolutely not. But no. yeah. many of them we are. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if we felt that way. You yeah, know? I loved Horizon Zero Dawn, but I wasn't like feeling something deep like you right. know, life <laughs> choices. Yeah. Man, should I have killed that bigger dinosaur instead of the small one? You I'll know? tell you what, spoilers for Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, sort of, but when you find out like the, the, the twist, like what ha- actually yes. happened and why things are the way they are, that was cool. That like, was really cool. I didn't uh I didn't feel like emotional, like I wasn't gonna like tear up for like the achievement of mankind's, you know, bravery and you know, no. just the pluckiness, but I was like that was like extremely, extremely yes, cool. Very well written. <laughs> but point being back, it's just like it would work as other media as well. But I think right. the video game is a great delivery yeah. vehicle for the story. So, yeah. Okay. The, this this game, had I played it when Eddie played it 10 years ago, I think I would have gotten into visual novels earlier. Like, yeah. <laughs> because, like games that like are mostly story driven with very minimal like interactivity. Uh, yeah. Because... Like that would have like scratched an itch I didn't know that I had until I discovered visual novels as an old man. So like, uh, I don't know, dude. Like, I, th- I think it was probably good then, obviously, because of all the reviews. I think it's good now. Yeah, I think it's an interesting uh, case for like games don't have to have violence in them. Yeah, because hundred percent. You know, they're though at the same time it's like how much of a game is this? I mean, obviously it's a game, but it's like I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I wonder sometimes if like. Uh, did this need to be a game and like what's gained from it being a game? I think Rick made a good point about like what is gained in that like uh, most games don't do this. Most games don't even attempt this. So this yeah. sort of like it's just stretches. not important to them. Well, it also just like it stretches the medium. It's like no games can be this mm-hmm. other thing and still be a game. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. like the choice, the deliberate choice to, and that is a very deliberate choice because even a game like this that's like four hours long. Uh, took thousands of hours of yeah. Uh, work. Yeah. Um, so it's a very it, it, deliberate. Like, despite choice. the fact that it's like quote unquote a game maker game or RPG maker, like, uh, like that doesn't like de- de- decrease in any way, shape, or form the amount of effort that like had to go into it. Yeah. Like it would have been like, way shorter had he made this a short movie or a novella. Like yeah. if he just wrote this out, would have yeah. taken him, you know. Took me yeah. four hours to play it. It must have taken four hours to make it, right? Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, you know what? I bet he. I, I bet this. Like, I bet there is a novella form already. I bet he wrote. Probably had this whole thing written out before he even oh, yeah. started started development. And so, free money. Just throw throw some out there. You probably could throw, throw it out there on the internet. I want to read it. You yeah, already so know what happens. Because that, that was my other questions. Like, what is gained by this being a game? And I think, yeah, I think Rick kind of answered that. It's like broader i mean appeal in that sense i think that just it's going to be really interesting to see if this gets turned into a movie show whatever it feels like most things these days get turned into some sort of tv show or if it's popular show. enough yeah yeah but it's a little hard to sell this without the 
being a little too full of itself. If that makes sense. It's I feel like a lot of media tries really hard. Hey, did you get it? Did you get the yeah. twist? Like they <laughs> yeah. show it to you. Yeah. yeah. In this game, the way it was paced and delivered made you actually yeah. stop and think at we- points in the game and like, hey, oh wow, well, that connects there. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's like, what that's Eddie and I were. Sure that's what Eddie and I talked about with the Doki Doki Literature Club episode. Uh, is that uh, it's not winking at you, trying to tell you how awesome and clever it is all the time. Yeah. Remember, I remember watching uh, Attack of the Clones. Now we're going to the the real highbrow stuff here, right? Yes, we're getting and we're I remember high art. Like, yeah, look, these, oh, cool. They have a little throwback there, or a little call out. There's the Imperial Navy logo. Like, aha, cool. And then later in the movie, they're playing the, the Imperial March just in full swing. I'm like, never mind. Yeah. I thought it was subtle, but they just haven't yeah. gotten there yet. You know, <laughs> it's so weird how like it? we pre- it's the <laughs> Empire. You know, <laughs> we we just so much prefer things subtly. Like as as humans, I think like yeah. I don't know what it is. Well, Maybe it's because we people. like. Well, I, I, d- even like dumb people probably like feeling smart. Like you feel smart when you like catch a subtle nod, and then when I they explain it to you, it personal. ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I'm the only one who played the follow-up game, A Bird Story. Yes, I have not gotten yeah. to it yet, but I'm gonna I'm so, gonna play it because I I want to I want to know what else he did at this yeah, point. Yeah, I would say A Bird Story is a even it's kind of like leaning farther into the lack of gameplay in a sense. Um, but there's also no dialogue in it. It takes about wild. Like it takes like exactly an hour to play. Um, I just started the, uh, sequel to both games last night called, uh, to paradise or from, I already forgot. Yeah. As well as one of those. Yeah. But it's a sequel to both games. So, uh, Bird Story is not really a sequel to this, but uh, the sequel to both games is a what's well, a sequel to both games. It includes yeah. <laughs> it includes Doctor Watson, Rosaline, and then uh, the character Find, from Finding Bird Paradise. Story. Finding Paradise, yeah, yeah. Um, so you want to uh, check these out? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's another it's, game. These games aren't that long, so they're easier to fit into a dad schedule for sure. Yeah, which yeah. is I really appreciate that. You know, like when when games are like, hey, I'm gonna give you this whole like. Like I'm gonna give you the whole experience in four to eight hours. It's yeah. like you're speaking my Perfect. language. Thank you. Thank you for doing Ubisoft that. Ubisoft the chat. It sounds like you want a 190 hour collectathon. <laughs> Boot them. Boot them. <laughs> Boot them now. Yeah. Oh man. So do, I don't know, man. Like it's kind of a short game. I don't. I don't really have any other thoughts. Uh, do, do you guys have anything before we wrap it up? Like, just do yourself a favor and play it. It's if you haven't played it, just play it because. Yes, I think the point earlier was made with the RPG maker. It's a certain kind of like idea in your head on what the game is, and I honestly had some part of that going into it, but uh, it it makes you feel something. Yeah, yeah. It's not that often with games. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's it's a you know it's it's it re- it's a resonant feeling too. It's not just like a fleeting one. Like I've I've been thinking about this game since we like played it and talked about doing this episode. So yeah, it's a it's great. It's it's short. It's plays per- very simply except for yeah. that horse riding moment. yeah you'll you'll see when you guys get there like rick didn't mention if he had any trouble with it but uh no, but i sure I just did. i think i just spammed i didn't use the turbo feature that you use but uh <laughs> i just spammed the button as much as uh, possible you got within range it worked so yeah you just gotta yeah. like be on the right exact spot and you'll, you'll, and you'll it's see not, what it it's, it's not like it took me like 20 minutes you know no. it's like but it, it, it basically, felt like 20 minutes yeah because for a game where like solving the puzzles takes uh you know i don't know 30 seconds yeah uh, to have to spend like two minutes chasing this stupid thing, you're just like, this is a nightmare. I think it's probably exactly what you need to do. I think it took me like bent eight minutes to do that. <laughs> yeah. I think the game engine has been bent. So. <laughs> oh, for sure. But yeah, another another thing that's not native to uh, RPG Maker is running horses. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, it sort of feels that way. <laughs> you can kind of tell, but that's okay. Like I'm not, I'm not bashing any of the choices that were made. Uh, do I personally selfishly wish the UI was like a little bit more intuitive or like at least highlight the stuff? I mean, you don't need to hide it. Like that's the whole purpose of moving forward. Just like maybe accessibility options, you know, if they did like a remaster, remaster, <laughs> just highlight the things you're supposed to press the button on, you know? Yeah. Just like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, but again, I, well, I told you guys this uh, too. Like I, I already knew based on what I had been told about the game, there wasn't like a lot of exploration, but I think I did traverse every inch of the map. Like of That's every funny. of everything, I just to see what was there because I, I was ninety nine percent sure you couldn't interact with anything, and you really can't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I still did it just because like I I have that ingrained in me from playing JRPGs in the sixteen bit era. 
scour the map, look for the stuff, get the loot, take it with you. <laughs> yeah, should have hidden like a phoenix down or something or an ether. Oh, that would have been so good just to have it. Just it just goes into your inventory and does nothing else. It does nothing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it'd have to be an ether because the Phoenix Down could bring John back, and you'd run into all kinds of like oh. uh, issues uh, <laughs> with the with the end of the story. Hey, I had this wonderful hey, uh, dream. Work on Eris, right? Spoiler alert. Right? Yeah. yeah, I have a bag full of uh, Phoenix Down I never use because I hoard everything I get in the game. It's like no, everybody. No, no, she's dead. Oh, dude, they talk about that all the time on Insert Credit podcast. How like they just like uh, Brandon Sheffield, especially, just hoard, hoarding the loot, hoarding the items, never using them. Yeah, the only game I didn't do that in is uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Because yeah. you have to use all those items a lot. Yeah. Oh, Final Fantasy that. 15. So I can't wait till we do a, a an episode on that. Rick, have you played 15? I have not, no. Oh, it's dude. To buy list that's. Uh, oh, so dude. Games. When it goes oh. on sale, please buy it so that Eddie Actually, and I. No, I sorry, I misthought. Uh, I have 15. I bought it. I used for PS4 for like 350 or something. There you like go. Nice. Oh, dude. It's so it's so good. It's so underrated. Like, do not believe yeah. uh, like all the ne- like all of the negative hype. I think was just from like people who just don't like they like to complain because like yeah i played it and it was just like so good like i lo- i loved it dude i like i like 15 more than 16 like by quite a bit so i don't know if that yeah. tells you I anything play i want to play 15 again yeah i, like I, game. I actually game to hang out in yeah i started it again uh and then i was like okay i gotta finish up some things like i can't i can't do this to myself <laughs> right now i gotta i gotta come uh-huh. back to this like i was uh-huh. like i was tweaking it so that it would run on the steam deck because i just wanted to play it like portably because i just wanted yeah. to be like in bed being able to play final fantasy 15 and now i can that's do that and so like whenever i go uh to finally play it again like that's the way i'm gonna do it and it's good play final fantasy 15 play to the moon that's it all yes. right uh edward where can they find you on the interwebs uh, you can find me at uh radical awesome and rick where can they find you Find me at Rick's Random Retro, which is R-I-K, on YouTube. And I'm also on all the typical social media on my website at ricksrandomretro.com. Oh, that's very, very cool. And I am, as always, at the Twitter, uh, X, whatever, uh, at Joe M. Owens. And uh, until next time, I believe our next uh, episode that we are actually going to record this week is going to be the Dad Pod Games Cast G-O-T-Y Goaty episode. Uh, so be looking forward to that uh that's coming out before the year switches to 2024 spoiler alert it's cookie clicker no. yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna actually pick the auto clicker that uh my son leaves on uh his roblox to do the things that give you the things for clicking he just turns on an auto clicker and then goes and does something else that's my the game number must go up it's like the mantra for every single video game ever made apparently except yeah. the moon but the number has to get bigger <laughs> yeah it'd be kind of funny if they had some sort of like hit points thing uh just included into them i'm just thinking of all these funny things that have been but maybe mm-hmm. that would have like broken the atmosphere of the seriousness probably of the, a little the, bit. The gravitas. but yeah the adding adding one rpg item would not have uh broken that and it would be hilarious and awesome like the should've... battle the battle in the beginning has come kind of a nice fake out yeah like, yeah yeah i loved it they, i loved it they so should much. have ridden chocobos instead of horses oh, that would have been good too that, or an ostrich my... or riding an ostrich that would have worked uh, <laughs> i know you probably can't really do that unless you're like younger but like they, it's a video game you can do it in a video game yeah they're real big ostriches bigger okay yeah all righty well that's gonna wrap it up for us so until next time uh oh be good christmas is Adios. coming yeah pay yeah, attention see ya. see ya